Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Jan. That's Chris. And we are CCTV, the nonstop pop show. Today we're discussing a promising new girl group, Flow. Get the ultimate pop music fix with Shan and I right here on CCTV. We are experienced performers and industry insiders bringing you in-depth reviews, discussions, and interviews with artists, producers, and creatives from across the music industry. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cctvpops and become a part of our amazing crew, which includes Lisette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, Deshaun, and Juliet. So subscribe now and let's explore the world of pop music together. Woohoo! Yes. So in our little mix Pop 101 episode where we went through their whole career and discography, we were worried that the West didn't have a new girl group to take the crown after Little Mix took a hiatus. But luckily, Flo was right there and waiting in the wings. Yes, pun intended. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) It's nice. It's nice to give these wings to these girls because, honey, we have a lot to say about them. Yes. Um, I think from the start when we heard Cardboard Box, we were already like, wait, there's potential. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it's been a very exciting year, almost a year now. We're reporting this at the start of 2023. And yes. we do think this is the year of flow. If they, by the end of this year, don't have an album out, I'm going to lose my mind. I think a lot of fans are going to lose their collective yeah, An mind. album and multiple awards, I'm sure. They've already yeah. won a bunch. So yeah, As they yeah. should. I mean, I feel like their industry, like their... Like, their seniors in the industry really like them. Like, Ray likes them. Mm-hmm. Pink Panther has brought them on to do, like, a session with them, uh, with her, excuse me. So I yeah. think a lot of people are really taking note of who they are and respecting what they're doing because they're showing respect to the older gen. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's a little bit of a, like, symbiotic kind of relationship where they need to respect the older ones, but the older ones can see it. They respect them, so they respect the girls because they actually have talent. It's really mm-hmm. interesting to kind of see how it's happening. Um, yes. You know, with Gen Z, it's going to naturally like the, the the fresh kind of girl group but like being millennial aged peoples it's nice to like hear stuff because our contemporary r&b artists don't do this mm-hmm. yes so yeah we're going to go into some of just the background what <laughs> flow has done so far in their year of career <laughs> um, yeah, right? and then we're just going to talk a bit about their musical style and what stands out for us um and why they're different from other girl groups that are also coming out right now yeah yeah all so right. let's hop right into it. Yes. In March of 2022, Flo released their debut single cardboard box, and there was an immediate buzz. We actually had a comment on one of our episodes around the time to check them out, which is crazy. So shout out to that um, fan mm. who just like left that comment. Um, and we also had a lot of industry friends shouting them out. Um, but the group had been preparing for years before that, and they were actually formed in 2019, right before mm-hmm. VidCo. We love that, right? <laughs> So we had members Georgia, Stella, and Renee who were recruited by their manager, Rob Harrison, through blind auditions. But the girls actually knew or knew of each other before that. Mm-hmm. Yes, so Renee and Stella had attended the coveted Sylvia Young Theater School together in the UK, which has alumni including A.B. Winehouse, mm-hmm. Natalie Nicole and Melanie from All Saints, Emma from the Spice Girls, and Leona Lewis, just to name a few. So... That's already a great start. There's talent yeah. coming out of that school. <laughs> um, <laughs> name, yeah. And they actually knew of Georgia from social media already as she had actually won a reality show in the UK and she was kind of creating her own buzz on social media as well. So that's kind of awesome. They kind of all came together in this blind audition and at least kind of 
knew of each other, if not yeah. even went to school together. Um, yeah. So that already kind of gave them a slight head start, right? <laughs> with, yes. With forming oh God, some totally. chemistry. Yes, it helps. It helps because we've mm-hmm. seen some groups made on shows that don't exactly have the same kind of chemistry. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So this was back in 2019. So obviously they haven't. They didn't release for three years. So their team yeah. clearly gave them ample time to develop their chemistry, work on their sound. They've spoken about multiple writing camps where they've taken over full studios and had tons of writers and renowned producers come in mm-hmm. and just kind of figure their songs out. And they've actually said in interviews that they have more than 20, even 40 songs that have come yeah. out of some of these sessions. So hopefully we get to hear a lot of those. Um, yeah. And with a record deal signed with Island Records, which is part of Universal, Cardboard Box, which was produced by MNEK, was an instant hit and quickly spread through viral social media and exciting pop and R&B fans around the world. So since then, as of recording this video, at the start of 2023, as we mentioned, it's been a great year. <laughs> the group has released an EP called The Lead, which is interesting. Mm. <laughs> a few more singles and have festival slots and even a headline American tour to embark on, in which we're also going to. Woo-hoo! Yes, we are. <laughs> but let's discuss, is Flo the next huge girl group? All right, so let's first talk about the music itself mm-hmm. because they definitely have a very clear style. Like, they only have seven songs so far that we've heard. <laughs> Maybe eight if you include, they're featured on that Stormzy song, right? So if you count oh, that, yeah. that's eight. Yeah. Um, but there's a very clear sound across those already. That's pretty amazing. I think even if yeah. you look at Little Mix or um, the Saturdays mm-hmm. and stuff like, yes, yes, there was an established sound, but it did take them, you know, a couple singles at least yes, to kind of get it together. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is amazing. So props to their team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so they describe themselves actually as an R&B group. They do not call themselves yes. a pop group, but these yeah. songs clearly have a pop influence. So R&B mm-hmm. pop is what I would say. Yeah. Um, there is a clear late 90s, early 2000s influence, and mm-hmm. it, they have drawn a many, many comparisons to SWV, Black, En Vogue, Destiny's Child. Um, and of course, those are all Black women, girl groups, but, yeah. like Flo are. But honestly, they've had comparisons to Little Mix and Sugar Babes and, yes. and kind of everyone across the board. So um, I yeah. mean, those are great names to be, even be associated with. So I was about to <laughs> say, hi. Yeah, yeah, you're in a class of very impressive women. Um, the whole idea about what they do is, is they knew what they wanted. Like I watched certain interviews with them, like they knew they wanted to sound like that, and I appreciate it. So it's really nice, and I mean, like you said, it definitely shows. And uh, you know, talking about like their tracks, you have any faves? Because like I said, there's only seven songs, <laughs> only seven <laughs> songs. But out of those seven songs, like how do you pick <laughs> which one stood out to you, right? Yeah. Like... Well, let's first let's talk about Cardboard Box first off. So yeah. I had read in an interview that apparently the label actually wasn't sure if it should be the first single, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand I, that. Yeah. Um, but out of the songs we've heard so far, it's definitely one of the more instant ones. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I think just the name Cardboard Box is quite unique. Yeah. So I think that already kind of piqued some interest. Um, But I'm curious what the label maybe would have wanted instead. Maybe it's a song we haven't heard yet, too. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Ew. Yeah. But I I think it's just such smart writing. First off, props to M&EK. It's really Mm -hmm. interesting because the Sugar Babes Lost Tapes album just came out, right? Yeah. He had actually done that 10 years ago. Yeah. So then, and of course, it did just come out. But it's kind of interesting hearing his progression because it was kind of actually the Sugar Babes first before he did Little Mix. Yeah. 
And then yeah. now on to flow. And, and he didn't just do Cardboard Box. He did multiple songs that we've heard so far. Right. Um. So just as a producer, he's he's grown so much. It's kind of amazing. It um, is. It he's is. so, so skilled. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, from the very start, you know, I got a confession. It's like, what's, yeah. the, what's the confession? You know, like, it's yes. such smart writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the yeah, the chorus is just insanely catchy. But yeah, what mm-hmm. do you think of the song? Because I think um, we, we talked about it when we first heard it. You know, I got the, I saw the recommendation and the comments and I looked it up and then you said something about it. And I can honestly say I heard it. and I was like, OK, like I didn't pay attention to the song. I go to like, oh, my God, I liked it in the beginning. I didn't hate it either. But it wasn't something that I actually paid enough attention to. I can honestly say that. And I think it's because I looked at how young they were and I'm like, I really don't feel like hearing another like, you know, track yeah. by some young girls. No offense, but like a lot of music from younger artists geared are geared a certain way they're not typically sounding like a nostalgic 2000s and i don't know why i just didn't like sit through and i kind of sifted through the video and i was like oh sugar babes overload um <laughs> yeah like i said i could admit that i just was not paying attention as much as i should but then i came back around and i was like hang on first of all they're really freaking pretty and they actually sound really good hang on mm. and then i heard them on apple music that's what brought me back around they had did a get out jojo cover so this yes. song isn't bad like i can see why the label probably was like it's not bad it's not bad but they probably like oh let's see what happens um because at first i'm like okay Mm. whatever but yeah the apple music sessions with the jojo cover that's what brought me back and i was like wait no the song's actually Mm. good yeah for me i was like okay yeah this is cool i could get it i wasn't like listening to it all the time it was Mm -hmm. when the acoustic version came out that vivo performance i believe yeah um that's when i was like Whoa, because, you know, we talk about harmonies. Harmonies are probably my absolute favorite oh, oh, thing yes. in the world when it comes to singing. Yeah. Um, and they had a really great arrangement and their blend is really, really good. I think their voices, they have very similar tones, actually. Yeah. Um, kind of Just different enough that you can tell them apart. Like, I think Stella does have a thinner voice compared to the other two. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not this isn't a sugar babes where all three are very distinctive. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, this or, or Destiny's Child, like it's very much like their three of them are kind of similar and can kind of sit on top mm-hmm. of each other very comfortably. Yeah. Um, but that's what really drew me to it. And then I think maybe a month or two after that is when it started going viral on TikTok. Mm, yeah, because of the mashup with the not spin spin back? Spin back. Yeah, there was like a mashup. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I wonder who grabbed mm-hmm. the hold of that and was like, let's make this a trend. It's, it's, it's always so interesting to see what goes viral on TikTok. Honestly, right. that is one of those things where I'm like, how do y'all choose mm-hmm. songs? But I mean, this is a song that deserves it. I mean, they're a group that deserves it because there are no girl groups aside from certain girl groups uh, that are like kind of defunct or on hiatus that we can actually readily identify right now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like there, there are none really. So I think yeah. they kind of popped out at the right time and their songs are popping. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, what, what what's one of your favorites right now? Um, I would say uh, Immature. When I first mm. heard it, I thought, oh, wow, it reminds me of like Aaliyah's material off the Red album. The self-titled album. Fans know it as the Red album. Um, Like the drum patterns, that bass whomping through. Um, Like it's Timbo inspired, surely. But like you also hear Static Major. And if you know his stuff, you, you God, he was so good. He was like so ahead of his time. Very futuristic. Um, very dark sounding that gave Alia her edge. And you can hear that in this song. Lyrically mm. speaking, it kind of bothers me in the sense where it's like the guy's being immature because he's not trying to smash. But I think they're just trying to say like, hey, like everything about this relationship is you're you're non-communicative. 
the choruses where it kind of just falls by the wayside in terms of yeah. like bringing the, the, the whole thing together. Like if people heard Bills, 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 they're like, they're gold diggers, but there's a whole verse that leads up into that that makes sense. So that's kind of what it did. Um, I like that song. And I also like Not My Job because it feels like more than a woman and he wasn't man enough. And mm. if I'm not mistaken, the guitar sounds really similar to the latter um, and Not My Job. Like I hear Dark Child and I hear Static Major yes. again, you know, so I hear both of those. I hear both Static and Dark Child. And the song has like a fun rock flair because of that guitar riff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the attitude that's in it because these girls look like they don't take no mess. And mm-hmm. they sound like they don't take no mess. And I love seeing young girls doing that instead of like, oh, you broke my heart. Like after a while, it's like, girl, stand up for yourself. <laughs> and yes. they do that. <laughs> yeah, it feels, it sounds authentic. Like they're, yeah. not, they're not trying to push the attitude at, too mm-hmm. much in, their, in the way they're singing, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I hear Dark Child all over everything. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously he's a huge influence in R&B anyway, but I would love Dark Child's Rodney to come out and really produce for them because it'd be very interesting to hear what he would do with them yeah. to differentiate his work from like Destiny's Child and, and kind of those oh, groups from that time. Yeah, because clearly that is their influence. But like, what would mm-hmm. he do to kind of elevate that twenty years on? You know. Oh yeah. Um, I do have to shout out "Losing You" as mm-hmm. well. That's like yeah. the ballad, the yeah. love song ballad. Every good girl group needs a good ballad as well. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lack of ballads. You know, even with Cardboard Box, like the version that went viral is that like sped up one. <laughs> you know, sped up versions are now I am so over albums. I am so, so over the sped up versions that get yeah. released because of TikTok. Um, yeah. Anyway, I love a good ballad and Losing You is great. It's a beautiful melody. Um, you get a lot of all three of them use their head voice in it. So uh-huh. yeah, it's I giving emotions that. a little bit. Yeah. But honestly, they haven't really missed yet. Out of no. the seven songs, I mean, we're just only talking about seven songs here, but that's honestly, funny. they are all pretty good quality. So. Yeah, I would say so. I think that's what kind of um, really helps about them. Like their team was like, if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. You yeah. know, like, and I appreciate that because it really makes them stand out in a way, but also not too much where it's just like, what y'all doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to see what would happen like in the future. We're not there yet, but I want to see what, how far they would go with the the experimentation with this group because they have you have vocals like that you can do whatever the heck you want yes they have (laughs) i've seen them tease some things in the interviews you know i think they've been like yes we're an r&b group but we want to get into dance you want to get into afro beats we want to get into kind of all these different things and they definitely can do that so yeah Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see how their sound expands yeah um over this time and like the fact that they're doing a headline tour off the back of seven songs. <laughs> We're going to get all of them acoustic and then all of them with a band. I'm in tears. You know, it's so funny. Honestly, if they can pull that off, that'd be amazing. That'd I'd be, be into hilarious. that. Could you imagine? <laughs> like, this I'd be living. I'd be I'd be into that. I'm happy with that. We're coming back um, with another encore performance of the song Hit of the Earth. It's just, you know, the... Um, now it's the acoustic version. version. Now yeah. it's the rock version. Now it's the remix. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> but yeah, speaking on what you were saying about them, like, expanding upon their sound, I really wonder if they're going to keep the image that they have now. Um, oh, yes. I know you have a lot of thoughts on their image. We watched a lot of their performances and stuff together, and you had some thoughts on their styling. So what, do you, what's your, what are you thinking? You know, when I look at them, I feel like they're definitely, like, meant to appeal to, like, Gen Z. I get it. Like, Gen Z is dressing like millennials back in 2000. Yes. Like, that's, let's, let's be real here. You guys are dressing like how, like, my older sister would dress. You know, I say you guys. But yeah, Gen Z is like dressing up like my sister would dress, which is not a bad thing. But that was like rainbow shops. Too cute. Going to the club and then having the photographer put your photo up on the website for you to use on MySpace later. Like that's the way they're dressed. And there's 
there's also like this writing on the wall, like DC energy coming from them, like, you know, the leather pants, the little halter tops, like, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like the, the midriff. And then there's also elements of like, you know, apocalyptic chic, but mixed in with the silhouettes that are very much uh, Y2K, McBling kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my thing is, is like there's nothing wrong with the leathers and the prints and, and the outfits like that. But then sometimes it's hit or miss because then you'll have styling at like, like the mobile awards. Why was Georgia... Mm-hmm. wearing a bodysuit and panda dunks the nike dunks i will never <laughs> she looks so good like neck her she, she looks amazing they could have put like a little like corset belt on her to kind of yeah you, not to snatch her in but just to add a little bit more than just a bodysuit that you got off of amazon and then you have stella who looks like the most um bugaboo out of the three and then you had um renee who's just wearing like a sheer top with a skirt. They always put her in skirts. She has, mm-hmm. she has a great body for a skirt. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, I get what you're trying to do, but either you're going to do it as cohesive as possible and go for like DC on the red carpet, like Tina Knowles style in them, or you actually accessorize like their outfits. Like there's no Tina shade yeah. to right? But sometimes it's just like, why is she wearing Nike Dunks? Yeah, I think for me, it's funny because obviously you can tell they're trying to make them seem very relatable, right? Yeah. Like nothing they're wearing looks too expensive. It all looks very accessible. Um, And it's funny because I think I saw a poster or just someone was talking about um, just the start of girl groups in general, more so the British (laughs) ones. Like if you look at like Girls Aloud's first couple singles and like the Saturday or Little Mix, their first couple singles, like they look kind of rough, you know? So it kind of just takes some time just to kind of get the budget together, get, you know, the right stylists together. Um, But I think I don't hate their styling right now, but it's definitely nothing notable. I mean, their denim look for the Vivo Discover thing was cute. Like the whole denim thing. That was cute. That was cohesive. It fit everyone's bodies. But MOBA, MOBO, excuse me, I'm not letting that go. That was a mistake. (laughs) <laughs> they looked they looked cute like n- like like torso up but like everything else i was like what's going on with the bottoms and the but yeah i think i think there's a way to kind of teeter that line of doing the like i said you can go for bugaboo styling put them don't put them in cowboy hats put them in the leather pants with the prints and that stuff like that but they look they mm-hmm. look comfortable they don't look like they can't dance in what they're wearing but then you'll yeah. have them wear like bodysuits like they did in immature and it almost like doesn't like look together even though it's all black so they have to figure that part out, I think. But yeah. aside from that, no. I think I think also right now, I think it I think the problem is you can kind of tell that it's styled. Like it doesn't necessarily I think I you can tell that they're trying to make them look yeah. very accessible yeah. and relatable. It doesn't necessarily seem authentic though. Oh like if yeah. they chose their outfits, would they be wearing these things? I don't know. Oh, interesting. You know That's what I, I can't wonder fully that too. Tell. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder yeah. that. Too. I said, wow, nice, nice, nice catch. I think so, yeah. too. But, you know, if you are a fan of them, please let us know what you think in the comments mm-hmm. below. And if you made it this far, be sure to like and subscribe. We have a lot of fun talks like this all of the time. We um, do. I kind of want to do the same thing with new jeans. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, we did something like this for, um, was it Boys World? Yes. And we're going to talk about them a little bit as well in compared to, uh, comparison to Flow. But it's interesting to see, like, where the attention's going and based on like what's going on with the trends and whatnot, where people's focus really shift, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what? speaking of new jeans, what have you noticed like with pop trends now and why do you think that they're kind of like fitting in so nicely? Yeah, well, I think Little Mix leaving kind of mm. the, 
big window open um, mm-hmm. for a new girl group to come in. They were yeah. very lucky with that. Like the timing was really great with that. Cause I think us girl group lovers were searching. Like mm-hmm. I think we were open, our hearts were open to welcome a new girl group into the. Into it's the... so sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> No, too honestly, because I think we said it, like, when Little Mix left, I was genuinely worried. You and I, I looked at like, each other. Yeah, like, yeah. who are we going to listen to now? Yeah. Like, it was like, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, we have the Sugar Babes who, who have made a comeback, but, like, we don't have, like, a young, like, you know, new. really exciting, brand new group. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think their timing, honestly, was just really good. But, you know, we talked about this on the show as well. The whole late 90s, early 2000s thing is just coming back all over yeah. pop culture, not just in music. Uh-huh. across entertainment, across pop culture. Uh-huh. So I think them going for that is also very smart. I am yeah. very interested in, you know, obviously in the interviews and stuff, the three of them are like, yeah, we love the late 90s and early 2000s. But, you know, yeah. they have an A&R person. They have management. They were put together. So yes. I'm sure this was also the concept that those people were all kind yes. of going for as well. Yeah. So I think in terms of that, like the timing and everything was just really, really smart mm-hmm. with that. Um and yeah, you know, who doesn't love a great girl group? You know, it's been America. a while. And like, <laughs> oh, we should talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think between the U.S., especially with the U.S., but the U.S. and the U.K., you know, there's not been many. And so I think even opportunity-wise, mm. I think you kind of have an advantage, right? Because if you're like casting for shows mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, you mm-hmm. want to keep your lineups diverse. It's like, okay, now we can do have a girl group, you know, now yeah. they have that. So I think just the timing and everything was very smart. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, interestingly enough, I'm kind of I'm a little annoyed with certain. Um, we'll get to that in a second. I'll get there in a second. But going back to what you were saying with the trends and whatnot. I mean, if I think about like just what UK has been doing, they had Pink Panthers, Ray, Mabel, Rena, even like honestly, the Britpop girls have been like killing it. Each of the women I've named have also used retro sounds as part of their come up. Like they knew, mm-hmm. Rena knew back in 2019, 2018, like they, that's what the world was, well, their world was talking about. How can we use old sounds and make them fresh again? I mean, Pink Panthers is the youngest person on the list that I just named just now, but even she's using old school garage sound, but then adding her own kind of like whimsy voice on top of it. And it's so interesting. Um, but yeah, like in terms of girl groups, we haven't really had one in years. And the only one I can really identify that's an R&B girl group that a lot of like black people might know was literally June Diary. I think you might know June's Diary. As oh, well, yeah. Right. Definitely. So, are they still together? They are. They, they last year was oh. their last release. It's called Maniac. But it's one of those things where it's like they have the talent. They're very sexy. Ladies, yes. But they, I watched that reality show they did. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. So black people and Chris know. Everybody <laughs> acts like. <laughs> I'm teasing. But Anything yeah. Kelly Rowland is involved I, in. I know. So I was going to say because it's Kelly, right? But Hell no, it's yeah. true, though. But it's true, though. She has a good ear. She put little mix together. Like yes, people, people don't give her credit for that. Like, she's not stupid. Like, she's not, she's not Beyonce, whatever. But, like, she knows what she heard, right? Mm-hmm. But they're the only girl group that a lot of, like, R&B fans knew of in the past, like, what, mm. since 2016 they've been around? But honestly, K-pop essentially has taken it o- taken over everything in terms of boy groups and girl groups. Like, I was telling someone recently, like, K-pop has become like the new boy group because it's like we were missing that. The last boy group I remember like really being into was like Mindless Behavior. And I was like dang near 18 by the time it came out. So I was like, yeah, I was like almost 18 when it came out. And even then I was like, well, who else am I going to love? Like there's no other boy group. And then you have these dancing boys, dancing girls. So K-pop has it. But Mm -hmm. in terms of like America's lack of proper acceptance and without good English tracks, I doubt there's. They can't only go so far. I'll say that, right? 
But, you know, with flow, they show promise because they've created quality music. They were they have the nostalgic sound that remind people of older R&B groups. So you're grabbing this past generation that complains about how much they want the old thing back. And then you have these younger kids who are trying to latch onto whatever is really hot and new, but also latch on to music because it's actually good. So yeah. you have like all of this kind of like fire behind you. And it's really interesting. I'm they have a winning formula at this point, I think, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So let's take a look at their actual like performance ability as well, because obviously that's mm. very important for all yeah. pop acts, but especially girl groups. Right. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned the harmonies earlier, like all the acoustic versions and things that they've done so far have been really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, some of the ones like on Vivo and stuff, they're clearly post a lot of post processing yeah. that happens. I think there was even one I sent you and I was like, are they lip syncing to a pre-recorded live vocal or did they just process the vocal to hell afterwards? And it was the latter. Yeah. It was the latter. Um, and, you know, we they have had a few big performances. You mentioned the MOBO Awards. Yeah, right? that and, one was you rough know, for them. They were very nervous, you could tell. Yeah. They didn't sound bad, but they were just clearly very nervous. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of interesting, especially in this age where a lot of these pre-produced live, mm. quote-unquote, live performances are the ones we hear. Like, even that cardboard box performance that I, yeah. or the one that I like, like, that's clearly a studio recording. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it's not really live, live. Um, yeah. So, yes, of course, they can do the harmonies and there are some performances that are purely live. But mm -hmm. as they grow into performing, it'll, it'll, that's what will really kind of turn them into stars. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, they pull a DC, Desi's Fulfilled concert and just have harmonies <laughs> lip sync. I'm sorry, I can't laugh. That, that's know. funny. You know, the R&B girl groups love to lip sync their choruses, though. You know what? I get it. But at the yeah. same time, like, come on, if you have no other part, luckily the line distribution in this group is actually pretty decent. Yes. Oh, is. my God. But if they had the whole thing where it's like, you're the star, says you sing. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. never be over Michelle having to still lip sync over Latoya and Latavia. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I have no comment. I agree. <laughs> Not as kikiing. Um, no. <laughs> Um, but yes, I think the performance is maybe where they're maybe lacking the most for me at the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. feel a, a very natural stage presence just yet from mm -hmm. the three of them. I think the chemistry is there. Like yes. when they kind of give each other little looks and stuff, I think at least it looks like their relationship is good. And I think that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. But I think because we were so used to K-pop where like they mm -hmm. are trained to hell to like be able to perform to a camera, yes. you know. Yeah. And and maybe the and flow maybe don't have that as much. Mm. And so I think there's a I think like the moves and stuff, they have little choreo and stuff throughout it. And it yeah. always you can kind of see the brain going. You yeah. kind of see them thinking like, OK, now I have to step here. Now we're about to do this like little body roll. Like you, yeah. you, you can hear or feel them kind of thinking that. Um, yeah. So it's not the most natural performance ability at the moment. But I think touring will help. Like, they haven't toured much. Like, they haven't really performed no. in front no, of all big live of, audiences. Yeah, it's been a lot of studio stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they do the Pink Pantherist on um, Boiler Room thing. But that yeah. was like a, that was the size of a, a, a TV box. They, right. they opened up a cardboard TV box and was just like, I'm a butcher. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. But watch out. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I heard uh, in an interview, like, what makes them different. And what they said was, they know we know what we want to do and we love each other. And mm. I was like, you know what? That shows for me, like what you were saying with them glancing at each other. Like you can see them when they're singing, 
that they're looking at it, they can feel each other, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even when there was, like, slight mistakes with the MOBA, you could hear that they were taking the breaths at the same time. Like, yeah, there's nerves, so you kind of stop breathing. But the thought was, we have X amount of counts. We were practiced this amount. I'm going to take a breath. I'm coming right back in. There was never, like, any, not any. There was not too many, like, overlapped, awkward, like, girl, you singing your part too loud. You get off my, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So they know what they're supposed to do. It's not that they can't do it, but again, nerves play a part. I will say that in that whole performance, I think Stella was the most stable. She is like the common collective one for sure. Um, and you can hear it. She's very stable in that sense. Um, Georgia, I, Georgia and Renee, they were nervous. Yeah, for sure. But when you have to sing as low as Renee does sometimes and you have to breathe, it's a little bit tough. So after the MOBA, I think they actually did Jimmy Kimmel. Way better. Way better. Way better. And it's like they yeah. can do it. It's just they like they were nervous. Like I don't I don't know what other stakes were involved, but something was different. Like it just felt so much better. I don't know if it was the outfit. I don't know, but that plays a part as well. If you're sitting there wearing Nike dunks and you feel like maybe your outfit isn't really tight enough or secure, you don't want to move too much. There's a lot of things that go into what you sound like. Like even for me, when I'm singing, if I feel like my hair's gonna do some crazy stuff, I'll be thinking about it the whole time. Mm. So there's there's so many things that probably went into it. And also they're performing in front of people that they actually respect. Yes, industry but, folk. Yeah, but the industry loves them. Mm-hmm. That's what's another thing, too. So I think that's what helps them as well. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think they can feel each other's energy, which is something that a lot of K-pop groups don't have, right? Yeah. Or even some American groups yes. that I will not name um, that don't have Oh, that. go ahead and name. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. I'm going to give a little boom, 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 tap, tap. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But uh, but yeah, we're not, but yeah. Speaking of other girl groups, in comparison with other groups, like uh, we had a, a Pop One Hundred One alum, Boys World. Mm. They just released Mantrum. What would you say would be the difference between Boys World and Flow, and why people are more drawn to a Flow than a Boys World? Yeah, I think with Boys World, they are clearly aiming for a really young audience. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't say the same with flow. I think flow, I think they're kind of aware that they're appealing kind of like we've been saying this whole time to us older people that miss kind of that late nineties, early two thousands sound. Yeah. While being kind of like their lyrics and stuff are relatable enough and and like they're Mm -hmm. kind of cool enough that will appeal to younger people too, but they're not trying to appeal to that. Like, I think when you watch boys world. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm watching these young teenage girls sing mm-hmm. about their current life stage. And it's like, for me, I may enjoy some of it, but I don't relate to it like at all, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. opposed to flow where the songs are, you know, all those lyrics, like everyone can relate to those things, yeah. regardless of your age, pretty much. Yeah. And actually, I would say they really do lean older, you know, yes. with the cardboard box and stuff. No teenagers are, you know, needing to oh, pack yeah. cardboard boxes. Could you imagine? I got your sneaker box. Like, get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's yeah. the biggest difference I've seen because a lot of the newer groups that we, we've seen, like even when like with Citizen Queen, yes. right? They're yes. kind of an American girl group that were around the past couple of years as well. Like they were clearly aiming for a very young group. Just in mm-hmm. the styling, it was always very colorful. Mm-hmm. They'd have like pigtails. You know, they, it was just all of it. The energy was very high school. Yeah. Yep. And you don't feel that with flow. So I think yeah. that really is the biggest difference that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think just the songs themselves just feel genuine. You know, we mentioned earlier, they're not singing too sassily. 
Mm-hmm. They're not like pushing too hard with the attitude. Yeah. But when you listen to Boys World and some of these other ones, they're trying to be like girl power, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel authentic. It feels like they just feel they just want it feels like they want to feel that way, but they're like just yeah. it's just outside right now. And it's yeah. not really actually internalized feelings. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of what I feel. What do you think? You know, I agree with you. I think that is something that was really lacking. And then even with K-pop, I was just thinking about it. Maybe we should have an episode on this. Um, There's a lot of ageism in pop in general, Mm. right? So, I mean, you think about, like, even though I was making jokes, like, oh, they dress like they're wearing rainbow and too cute. There's a lot of people who are older than me that would be like, oh, my God, yeah, I I remember too cute. I remember rainbow. I remember MySpace Mm. even. Um, And... Because they actually put thought into it that really does matter. Like, I like Boys World. Don't get me wrong. I really do like Boys World. I like K-pop. But after a while, you got to start thinking, like, are your faves aging well? Are they, is their music aging like avocado or like wine? You know, I'm not saying Boys World is avocado. I'm just saying there's some, there are some gr- girl groups. Ugh, I'm going to try not to name any names that don't have music that I'll be like, I would not want to cite that as an influence if I were as a young girl. With flow, if I heard them, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I need to find my best friends, and we mm-hmm. need to like sing." You be, you be Georgia, I'll be Stella. You, you know, they make <laughs> me feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very not difficult to do that, but it's impressive when you can do it and still get people our age. Like you and me are always sitting there trying to figure out which harmony we should be singing together because you know it's just fun. So yeah. we'll sing around in your house or whatever, and we'll both be sitting there <laughs> just. That's fun, right? Mm-hmm. They feel good. Um, one thing about them that I will say is that they are not dancers, like you said. Um, and it's so funny because they know that. They they believe what they are about and they understand what they need to work on. Like they made a joke about like not being really good dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said like they 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 lack that skill, but they have confidence in their vocals. Like mm-hmm. you could sit those girls down and they will hold it down, very much like sugar babes. They they did some, you know. Swaying, they swayed themselves to death. But one thing you could not deny was that the harmonies were tight, right? And that's what's up. Like, they don't ever have to really dance. But when they do, you can tell that they're trying their best. They're giving it their all. You know what I'm saying? And it feels a little unrefined, like you said. But I think once those nerves decrease, they'll be sitting there hitting and stepping like, you know, DC out there. Destiny's Child, for those who, if someone asked me who's DC, I swear to God, comment. You ain't no crime. You ain't so perfect. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. They just feel like universal. They universal. do. Universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Oh. All right. So what any final thoughts on their music so far and any predictions for their career? Mm. Okay. Well, um, it's inspiring to hear them sing. Like, I love girl groups. Like, I've always wanted to be in a girl group. Like, I... Mm, me no? too. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that for boy you. Group. I want to be in a boy group or a girl group. Honestly. In another life. I'm about to say like a co-ed Next group. life, please. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I should have been in Liberty X. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great to kind of hear. It makes me excited for girl group revivals. Like maybe mm. with the way the U.S. market likes to work, they might actually either try to give these girls an awesome deal or try to make a girl group that rivals them. I would love to see it, but I'm not sure it's going to work. No offense. For whatever reason, America just can't seem to get it right, which is crazy because they are making American R&B music. But I digress. Um, I think, like I said, June's Diary didn't have a clear sound, really, and a cohesive thing going. And then Kelly kind of stepped away. Um, and although they're amazing vocalists, they don't have a great team behind them. And they're also, quote unquote, oh. So it's just one of those things where it's like they look like 
what <laughs> Flo is dressed as, but they're almost <laughs> too old. And they're also making like kind of trap R&B, which is not the wave. Um, I mean, R&B, I think in terms of like what's coming back around, like rap was having its peak and now like pop is. I don't think like the dance 2010s pop is ready to come back just yet. There's some UK artists here and there kind of like bringing it back out and like Ava Max, I guess. But like, we're not ready for that, you know? Like Gaga hasn't had her baby. We have, we're not ready to bring that back mm-hmm. yet. But R&B is coming back. It really is. Um, and if not, I feel like it could come back with flow. So that's my yeah, my little yeah. <laughs> I definitely have not been ex- this excited about a new act in a while. Mm-hmm. I definitely am one of those old people that are like barely listening to new music anymore. I think doing the show forces me to listen to new, oh, new God, music. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm very never very excited about the new music Fridays and stuff like I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm very very excited about flow because they really are, if all those girl groups came back from that time, you know, it really mm-hmm. fits in with all that. Like I was listening to them and then like Destiny's Child just shuffled in right afterwards and it totally yeah. sequences perfectly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like we mentioned, there's only been seven songs so far. So there is, I'm really hoping that the quality stays up there. Cause can you imagine we go to the concert and it's like, they preview all these new songs that are terrible. You know what? That's a, that's a worry that would, for me. I don't want sad. them to get lost in the hit, trying to make hip hop kind of sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, man, so not... I have faith. I have belief that, of course, there is that little bit of fear because the worst is when something's really promising and then it just kind of dies off. I mean, how many K's on the neck? We don't know. We'll find <laughs> out. Yeah. But, you know, they've like I mentioned, they already won a ton of awards like in the UK. Like, I think they won. It's all those like upcoming, like, yes, next and like all yeah. those types of things. So I think in the UK, they're already set. Like, unless the music yeah. quality really dies, like they're going to. I'm sure there's so many more festivals and stuff I'm sure they haven't even announced yet. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure they, they might get Glastow. Like, yeah. you know, like, I feel like in the UK, they're they're set for a really big success. Yes. In the US, however, first off, I'm amazed how well that tour did. Because yeah. I think for me, I, I, I see them as very British. And I think I've gotten scarred from just the <laughs> fact that people just don't like girl groups here yeah. in the US. And yeah. so the fact that their whole US tour is sold out. yes. And it went on sale, what, four days ago? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. That's amazing. Like, the fact that I was so stressed to get tickets and it sold out in three minutes or whatever. <laughs> that's very promising. I'm very curious what kind of crowd is going to oh, be there. My God, yes. Um, so stay tuned because we will put up a yes. little short or an Instagram reel or something um, of us there and our experience. So follow us at CCTV Pups. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very, very curious how the mm-hmm. U.S. will take them. Yeah, for sure. I mm-hmm. think, like I said, the U.S. is just, I don't know, it's the individualism is just rampant, mm-hmm. rampant. It runs rampant out here. So hopefully the fans out here will actually kind of, you know, give them a little bit of a, a stronger foundation for people to be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's give it a chance. Because I get it. Girl groups are expensive, but honey, they are worth their weight in gold. <laughs> and with that being said, what do y'all think about Flo? Do you think that they are? I guess the world's biggest girl group. Do you think they oh. are? I mean, shoot. Well, new jeans. You know what? That sheesh. That's a whole yeah. other conversation too. Yeah. But- let us know if you guys would like us to do a similar discussion about new jeans, because they're probably the also. I mean, Flow and New Jeans, the two biggest girl groups in the world, don't hate it. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I mean, and if there's any other new girl groups that we should be aware of, please let us know. If we miss yes. them, put us on. It's yeah. a good one. Two mm-hmm. good ones. Um, <laughs> but yes. Uh, 
join our crew on Patreon to hang out with us and suggest episode topics. And please comment below or message us at CCTV Pops on all social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications for our YouTube channel. And if you're enjoying the show from a podcast platform, please give us a follow, rating, and review. <laughs> Until next time, that's Chris. That's Shan. And we are CCTV signing off. <laughs>